Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're at a new location, Madison Perk Coffee Bar here right on South Boulevard. It's good to see you. It's it's great to be, be here on the show today. Um, I've got a nice coffee. It looks like you do as well. Yeah, Madison Perk. This is a coffee shop. This is actually very near to my daughter's school, so I this is a, this is a frequent uh, pop-in spot for me uh, after a drop-off, which... Uh, didn't go as smooth today as I would have wanted it to, but uh, we are here, and I do love a good coffee cast. It's Friday. It's always tough to get moving on a Friday morning oh, yeah. when you want it to be uh, Friday at 5 p.m., and it's Friday at 5 a.m., yep. 12 hours. You try to make those go as quick as possible. <laughs> uh, so we've got a, a packed show today. We're going to ask a lot of questions. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. a lot of questions because that's what I like to do on the show. I like it's, to ask questions. It's a question cast. we got another <laughs> game coming up. We don't have a lot of time to linger, but yeah. it was a great result on Wednesday, and we want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so my first question for you, Danny, is simply how does Wednesday night's win versus Toronto change the season? So I, I think it gives hope. I think a lot of people would say, oh, you know, we had hope the whole time. We never yeah. lost hope. Well, I did. I did lose hope because <laughs> we had one win in 15 games, yeah. and people were saying, like, we just need to win our last four, and we're in. And I'm like... We've won one out of 15, y'all. Yeah. How are we going to win four in a row? But you get one, and all of a sudden things start to look up. And so it's like, we looked good against Toronto. Highest XG uh, for Charlotte on the season. Best, uh, lowest uh, XG for an opponent on Charlotte of the season. We completely shut Toronto down. Right. Kalina did have to make a couple, uh, two diving saves, I think. Did, you, did that, you notice the one save off a free kick? That, that they kind of quick kicked it? Yes. Yeah, that, that would have pissed me off. That would have that, that, that 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 just yeah. like kind of... Uh, Add it to the list of gaffes at very important times of the yeah. season. So it was really nice to see him uh, scramble. He was setting up the wall right. on, the, on the right it. post, and they kicked it, and he had to scramble <laughs> to the other side of the, the, the goal mouth and, and barely got a touch on the ball to send it wide. It was a, a nice play by the keeper and almost a, a smart uh, decision by Toronto to play it quickly. But I didn't I, for some reason, I didn't notice that while we were there on Wednesday night. It was so quick, yeah. It, and, that's how quick it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's how quick yeah. it was. And it, what I loved was... It was a midweek match, yeah. you know. Like I know everyone, attendance is a big uh, sort of talking point with this club. High, low, record, you know, not as good as it was. Uh, whatever, this, that, and the other. I love a big crowd, but I like a medium crowd too. I like. I don't mind yeah. sitting. I, I don't like. want to be part of a tiny crowd, but I liked. I liked sort of the little bit more relaxed vibe. We were able to get really close without having to fight elbows. Like I love being in the supporter section up close. But sometimes it gets a little claustrophobic. I'm trying to be respectful of other space, and I'm cramming into a tiny space. Right. This was a chance to be close, but also sort of let it breathe a little bit, which was nice. And it was. It, so, and you know, I, I, I like. I really love the match. For what it's worth, the crowd I was was much better than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And Good. I think that goes to show how important it is to have that stadium where it is. Right. If, if the stadium was out in Matthews, I promise you there wouldn't have been that many right, people. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it's like it would have been the, looking like the Plex. The, the, yeah. the ability to just walk out of work and hang mm-hmm. uptown and and just spend the night in, in Charlotte right. and go to the match, it's it's just it's second to none, that experience. And I, I think when you see uh, an attendance like that on a Wednesday night when your team is 1-1-15 and 15 in league play, goes to show that right. the fan base well, is pretty good. From that point of view, pretty impressive. And yeah, yeah and like... The ability, like we're hardcore soccer fans, right? But like the ability for a, a night at a Charlotte FC match to feel like a night out on the town, if you're not a big soccer fan, I think is, is clutch for this. Totally, club. totally. So I, uh, there's there's one thing that um, I should ask while we're discussing this Toronto match, and it's you know, should we consider how poor Toronto is before getting excited? We have to. We certainly have to. Um, 
because they're the worst team in the league, they were starting a bunch of no-name nobodies. Um, yeah. They have really poor chemistry. I, I think I'm, I don't know if I mentioned this on air or not, but their best player, Lorenzo Insigne, got in a fight with a fan after their <laughs> after their previous ma- most previous match, and so he was unavailable yeah. because he had, like literally had to be restrained from wow. uh, confrontation with a fan post match last I mean, game. Does he understand? Like you don't. <laughs> Canadians, they don't fight. I mean, right, right. the nicest people in the you're world. You're fighting a Toronto, you know. I mean, come on. Uh, so unless they're playing hockey, so we do have to think about that for sure because we should have had six. We we can think about hey, if if we had gone in there and beat them the six or seven nothing, uh, we were saying it at the time. Latanzio said it in the post game. We should have had six. Like Enzo missed a wide open uh, header that should have gone in. There were another, a couple other big chance missed. Uh, Carroll had a, go- a goal pulled back for speculative, uh, dubious VAR and things like that. So it just feels like, yeah, it feels good, but we must consider the quality of the opponent, and, and things get tougher, real, a lot, much tougher on Saturday. Well, I, and that's what I'm concerned about at the moment is this idea of fool's gold, right? The idea right. of, yes, the the vibes are good, the result is what you need. But that was expected. Sure. Char- Charlotte FC was a resounding favorite pre-match. Right. And almost as high as, like, mm-hmm. one, to th- one to three and a half. Yeah. And, and so, th- it just, like, I crushed. No one really can truly gain the perspective on this, but maybe it'll give you a little bit of an idea. Is that I've, I've talked about this on the show before. This game's so rare that I play where it's like a fantasy soccer game with cards. My card collection in the game is very Charlotte heavy because it's like it's a fantasy game and a collecting game, and I yeah. like to collect my favorite team. Yeah. So this week I absolutely crushed the fantasy game. Like all my Charlotte guys scored like yeah. amazing scores, and like I was on top of all the leaderboards and everything because like Charlotte was in the nuts matchup, and they just they were just in the spot where they were like guaranteed to crush, and they did. So I you know I'm not trying to like put a you know wet blanket over this this. The vibes and the conversation heading into Chicago. I just want to get, offer some perspective, and I think that was an important right. question to ask. Toronto is a team that's completely adrift. I mean, they're lost. They, they I mentioned Insigne. They have another high-profile Italian, Bernadeschi. He played against us, subbed out at like the 70th minute, just down 3-0, just like defeated. He's like a really good player that destroyed us in the match in Toronto with those two corner kicks, if you remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the, the, the wind blew in against <laughs> the, the wind. wind. Great episode. But we, they're, they're. You can tell they're nowhere near that same team that we played earlier in the season. They're, they're playing out the string. That being said, potentially the reason why Charlotte FC plays really well in that match is because for the first time that I can remember in a while, all three DPs started up top yeah, in the attack, for, for Charlotte FC, uh, leading the line. Enzo Capetti, Kyle Swiderski, and Camille Uzviak. What was it like to, to see that? <laughs> it was I mean, a beautiful thing. Was it the, I don't know if it was the first time this year, but it was maybe the second or third. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. Right. But sh- what was it like to see that, number one, and do you expect to see that against Chicago? I thought it was tremendous. I thought uh, Camille played great. I thought Camille played his ass off. Um, there was a couple of passes that I wish that I felt we saw from our, our tactical viewpoint uh, <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the uh, supporter section. That there was a couple of spots where I was like, "Oh man, if he had slid that in, it would have yeah. gone." But he was also making he was trying some other passes, so it's not like he. Oh, was, he's always trying. That's yeah, that's what yeah. he does really well. Yeah, I mean, he's, so. he's the bulldog. He tries hard, but uh, how would you rate their performances one through three? Ca- yeah, so uh, Carol was a masterclass. I mean, I, I think I'd have to give Carol. I mean, I. I I'm a bias, but I, I'd give Carroll a nine out of ten. Yeah. I think I give him a nine out of ten for that game. He was he was tremendous in terms of like just his dribbling work and his possession and keeping the ball and like beating guys. Just like 
towards the towards when the game was not quite out of hand, when it was a little bit up more up in the air as a one goal margin, yep. he was really good at keeping the ball. Uh, he decisively finished both penalties. He scored another goal that was called back for a dubious offside. Um, he had the assist to Deagra on the scorpion kick. Right. Uh, you know, he just played a master class. So I, I almost give him a 10, but I'll give him a 9. Yusviak, uh, I'll probably give him a uh, I think I'd probably give him like a, a 6.9 if we're using the sofa score ratings. I don't quite give him the 7 with no no decis- no goal, no assist, uh, decisive action. I can't quite give him the... Uh, although he did have a couple pre-assists, right? Like, he had the pre-assist on Deagra. He passed it to Carroll, who passed it to Brecht. Yeah. So, you know, there's, he played well. He was always in good attacking positions, and he was. And I got to give... I could maybe give him a 7. Let me give yeah, Camille yeah, a 7. Yeah, give him a 7. Let me give Camille give a give 7. Him give him the number. Uh, and then Enzo... I don't know, man. For his play on the pitch, I'd probably give him a strong 7, maybe even approaching 7.5. But, like... But, like, the, the antics are just too much, man. The, the way he, like... So there's all this deal that was made. Um, you know, we po- we were again. We had good vantage points. We posted some fun videos and pictures that we took from our spot because, like, I-, I had seen this before, right? I had seen this in other games when penalties came up and like there was a little bit of dispute. So I knew to look. I was trained on it from the right at the jump. As soon as the penalty was called, my eyes go straight to Enzo Carroll. Carroll's got the ball under his arm. Enzo's begging to take it like a little boy. You know, like a little, like a little brother's thing. Like, please, bro, please, you know. <laughs> yeah, let me do it. Please, yeah. you know, I can take him. I can take him, Johnny. I can take him. You know, like, like that type of thing. And uh, um, so, and there's all this deal that's made. Well, well, Carol should give it to him. Carol should give it to him. Enzo deserved it. Enzo had scored that goal that was, you know, disallowed, um, even though it looked over the line. And and so this was his chance to sort of get the goal that he earned back a few moments later. And I'm like. Yeah, but that may be true. I kind of agree that I would have probably given the second one Enzo, but that doesn't excuse the fact that he was whining just as much on the yeah, first one. You know, they, like, like he like he can't, can't help himself. He can't help himself. And then like, remember when um, when Carroll had the goal that was called back on the VAR review, and Enzo had like literally nothing to do with the play. But if you looked up during the review, there he was standing, you know, as close as he could yeah, he always gets, legally yeah, get to the yeah, ref, chirping yeah. at the VAR review yeah. for no reason. And it's like, do you think that's going to swing the ref's decision one way or the other? Are you sitting there chirping? Like, he just always has to be involved in every yeah. every situation, and, every match. And for what it's worth, uh, Swarovski was a 9.1, and Camille was a 7.2, and Enzo Capetti was a 6.9. Right, where I pretty yeah. much scored. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So it's 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 a good look. And, and Copetti, I would almost rate him. He almost loses like half a point just for that header miss, which was horrible. The, the, cor- the corner kick from Yere to then Melanda heads it back across the box, and Enzo tries to spin it in instead of just putting it with power in like the 21st, 22nd minute. When we were up 1-0 and could have gone up 2-0. The, the statistic that I wanted to bring up for Enzo Capetti, you said 6.9. I probably would have given him more, probably like a 5.7. Yeah, because of the big chances missed. Yeah, two very big chances missed. And when you play that striker role, when you're playing that number right. nine position, and you have those those opportunities inside the six, you got to get them on on net. And mm-hmm. for what it's worth, though, and, and let me give you a caveat here: that five point eight goes up to a six point eight pretty quickly if there's goal line technology and that ball crosses the line. Right. Because I I feel like so it, it's so yeah. close, and there's not a good angle of it. And if there was right. goal line technology, I, I saw. A photo that made me think, yeah, that was across the line. I, I don't really know, but it was one of those. If they had called it a goal on the field, they wouldn't have overruled it. Totally. And but, so, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just another example of why um, and how VAR is just right. insane. Considering there's no way to take a look at that 
But I, but there's I, a way to take a look at everything else, right? And I talked to Level Up Luke about this actually on on Saturday Night Post Game. He was livid. He was livid. Livid up, Luke. He was <laughs> he was absolutely furious about what? About the lack of goal line technology. He yeah. said said these microchips would cost a couple of bucks. You can go get them out of a bargain bin at uh, any you know uh, <laughs> computer uh, spare parts shop uh, uh, in Taiwan and just you know like. Make it happen, MLS. Yeah. It's not too tough to uh, put some microchips and some balls and figure out some goal line technology. That's, I mean, that's fair enough. And to me, it's not even about the goal line technology. I want the goal line technology. But the idea that you can use VAR to review anything that happens on the field, but when there's a, a ball that may have crossed the line, right. VAR is incapable <laughs> right. yeah. of deciding whether right. there's, there's a no goal angle. Or not. Yeah. 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 So it's just like. Yeah, it's it's just very strange to me. It's it's very strange to me, and it's and it and it happens in this in during a week where VAR is you know the hot mm. topic of of global soccer, and I think there's a discussion to be had about VAR and its usefulness and whether it's actually helped the game or not. I think it's what we need. We need to move into a new era of what I would call common sense VAR. And I know like they have these really strictly worded like sort of laws and rules yeah. governing VAR that are meant to remove ambiguity. But the truth is, there's always going to be ambiguity, so let's just move towards push common sense. Okay. All right. So let's move on now to, to Saturday <laughs> Saturday's match. Chicago on, on Wednesday, it was 1-1 at some point. We were, we were scouting the live table, and Charlotte FC was just a few points out of, of playoff positioning. And all of a sudden, you thought that the draw could happen, which would have been really good for Charlotte FC. And, and then Chicago goes on. An absolute tear in the second half beats Miami four to one on Wednesday night. They looked very, very good. Jirdan Shakiri absolutely stepping up for his squad in a moment that was not only important on the table but for the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. A full house at Soldier Field, and you're you're telling a DP the highest paid player in MLS steps up and mm-hmm. well. Used to be the highest paid player in MLS. <laughs> Steps up in the highest paid player in MLS that doesn't also own a share of the league. Yeah. Um, what's the fire's current form? Fire look good, man. Fire, fire are more dangerous now than they were a few weeks ago. Um, you mentioned the full house, and Shakiri mentioned the full house. Like I saw his post game interview on MLS 360, and he was like, he he was like he was he loved you know Shaq. Sh- yeah. Jordan Shakiri is a it's kind of funny that he's in MLS here and he kind of gets overlooked as, yeah, as totally. like, you don't think about the fact that this guy was one of the biggest superstars in the world in the international game, you know, playing World Cup, playing for Liverpool. You know, he's, a, he's Shaq is the man. And, like, it's funny that he's in MLS sometimes when you think about it. He's had injuries and, and he's kind of getting older is, is the reasoning. But um, he said, he said, he said, oh, man. I can't do his accent. I can't. I can't quite do that uh, <laughs> Swiss Kosovoan accent. But I will say that uh, he said, man, just to play in front of a packed Soldier Field. He said, when this place is packed, we're playing. It's a completely different world. And like, you know, yeah, we, we, that's real. I, I went back to look at some of the highlights of our game at Chicago last year. Uh, you remember the Carroll stoppage time wizard goal, and he just kind of passed it to himself and did a little spinorama uh, shooter. Awesome night. Um, the stands were empty. Like it was, it was. There was no one in there because Chicago was pretty much eliminated. But now they're they've captured this form. You asked me how their form was. Their form is on fire. Chicago's on fire. <laughs> you know, and our, our defense might be a little terrified because they just they're kind of like a workman like team. They don't have any like real super flashy guys outside Shakiri, but they have young talents. 
They have veteran talents. There's a guy named Gaston Jimenez that holds down their midfield. They got guy uh, uh, Brian Gutierrez up top. They got uh, this other guy. I, Kutsius is their newer striker who's been rounding into form this year. So they got some danger men. Um, I, I don't know. They're beatable. But I do think their 4-1 win in Miami is about as deceptive as our 3-0 win over Toronto. Miami, without Messi and Alba, for, don't forget, lost was it 12, 13 games in a row earlier this year. Totally. So, so like, without those guys. There's a reason why, yeah. my, I mean, think about it this way. Charlotte beat the 15th team in MLS, and Chicago beat the 14th team right. in, in in the Eastern right. Conference So um, on Wednesday night. So, it's, so it's both, both, teams, environment. both it's, teams did the job that they were supposed to do. It's now we're going into a hostile environment, and that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, and it's interesting to, to kind of figure out and see what kind of um, – fire support exists on Saturday mm-hmm. night because you know it was supposed to be the messy match and mm-hmm. the reason why it was sold out is because it was the messy match that not, is true. Not, not because it was the fire match that is true that's a good point and I, I wasn't thinking about that so who knows what? on Saturday night and, and and I was gonna you know one follow-up question I wanted to ask and this is just me kind of thinking about the mental aspect of the game this is a really quick turnaround for mm-hmm. for Chicago team that probably had the highest of highs Right on Wednesday night, they've got to turn around and follow mm-hmm. that up on Saturday. It, it, it could be right. a bit of a letdown situation. Maybe it could be that for Charlotte too. But sometimes on a road trip, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can have a business like mentality. Chicago, are, are they in a letdown situation potentially? Right. Not I, taking Charlotte as seriously as they took Miami. I would have to hope so for sure. You're, you're right. You make a great point about it being the messy game. Shout out Charlotte for for offering, or shout out Chicago, excuse me, for offering buy one get one tickets for everyone because since Messi wasn't there, that's cool. Um, I like what you're saying there. That actually kind of gives me a little hope. Like that gives that, or not that I had no hope, but just yeah. like, that kind of is like that's a point in our favor in terms of like our guys have been in this mode, this bunker mentality for a long time, and even though it didn't necessarily show fruits with all the draws and then the losses yeah. to New England, like. Um, in Cincinnati, uh, the mentality starts to pay off it, and like it's like a cumulative effect, for sure. I'm excited to see whether Christian Latanzio runs back the same squad on Saturday. Knowing him, I would say that he he does. I would. I think Lindsay might start. I think Yere just looked that no- he seemed like he took a knock. He subbed out early. Okay. I don't think Yere will be ready to go again on Saturday, but we'll see. That's fair. That that's absolutely fair. So I I, I loved the three DPS though, and Miram as a sub. We love we love J twenty two, but yeah. I mean Miram, Miram and Arfield both came in late. Yeah. Uh, Would have liked to see them coming a little earlier with uh, up a three 0 but I, I'm not here to debate that today. Um, I've got a couple Bra- more questions. Bronny for was you. cooking. Bronny was cooking in the final third. Yeah, I, that, I mean, I the, what the, the, says. The, what's too bad is that Bronico's uh, his touch, his back that, heel that assist. led to Switter, the Swiderski goal that was chalked off for offside. And for what's worth, Bronny bro was offside on that. Um, I, so I, I, I went and watched the replay very, very slow motion, and I, it was hard to see with the naked eye, and that's why the referee missed it. Uh, but when you when you slowed it down, you could clearly see that he was he was off, and that's too bad because it was a it was a beautiful touch by Bronny Pro, and and that's typically what he does. He he um, whenever the whenever the dogs are, are barking, whenever people are saying that he's not good enough to play, he typically puts in a, a good shift, and, mm-hmm. and he certainly did on on Wednesday. So right now the table looks like this: Chicago is in eighth with forty points, Montreal in ninth with thirty eight. New York City in 10th with 38, DC United 37, New York Red Bulls 37, and there's Charlotte FC with 36. Yeah. So those are the teams that, that are fighting for that 8-9 and nine spot, 
and just want to take a look at Saturday night's matches besides Charlotte FC and Chicago to kind of take a look at what people like should have their eye on. Because remember, there's an hour. There's an hour of, of soccer before things kick off at eight thirty right. Eastern. Right. So and I'm going to be I'm going to be in the sports bunker on Saturday, Johnny. I'm, nice. I'm bunkering up. I'm, I'm going. I'm like I'm in the bunker with the team. <laughs> I'm like I'm turning. I may even turn off the phone. I may you know who knows. I may just like you should man. Why not? Yeah. 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 Be good, yeah. A nice a nice day to just relax, kick back, watch some soccer, and uh, from from sun up, you can start with Tottenham and Luton Town at seven thirty a.m. on Saturday morning, <laughs> and then you can finish with Charlotte FC. Is that at Luton? If yes, it's it at is. Luton, I'll get okay. It I'll, is, get, I'll yeah. get up if it's at. Luton. <laughs> just to see the grounds, for sure. It, it absolutely is. So at 7.30, uh, what do you got your eye on? Uh, D- New York and D.C., I think, is is the first one you, that catches the eye because they're two teams that are between us and the playoffs, yeah. and they're playing each other. So, so what's the ideal result uh, there? The ideal result, I would say, would be a draw. Uh, for me, because we're kind of chasing both. Yeah. And we just want to limit the points of both. We don't want either one of them to get too far out in front of us. Now, D.C., this is their last game of the year. I don't mind so a D.C. United win. I don't win. mind a D.C. United win. Yeah, I do not mind a D.C. United win because we are trying to, to jump New York City. Like you got to figure we'll jump D.C. anyway if we get one or, you know, if we get the two of three. If, you know, there's a question of do we need two wins or do we need three wins? It's kind of complicated by the fact that we need a win against Chicago. Let directly. me ask you this question. Why is D.C. United not playing on decision day? Great question that I don't know the answer to. And that must I mean, mean somebody else isn't playing on decision day, too. Uh, no, it's because there's the one extra team. There's the one extra team this year until San Diego joins next year, right? Oh, typical. Think, That's yeah. very typical of yeah. MLS. Yeah, yeah. I think so, if that may, if I'm counting right. I could be counting wrong. And, and for what it's worth, and I, you, can, you, can, uh, you can quote me on this, um, Saturday's D.C. United match at home against New York City will be the final match for Wayne Rooney's tenure there at D.C. Yeah, I'd have to think so. It's crazy that that's D.C.'s final match. On October, what seventh? Yes. And then the season doesn't end until the twenty. They're done two weeks before everybody else. I'm, yeah. A very weird schedule. Have to investigate that. Yeah. Exactly how yeah, that happened. Yeah, but yeah. very weird, weird, weird scheduling. And then Inter Miami uh, is hosting Cincinnati. I mean, we'd love to see. That's a Cincinnati. It, it doesn't really. I mean, it really doesn't. That result means nothing to me. I would just like to see in, in Miami get beat up because we're going to have to beat Miami. Yeah, that's fair. Miami's not the team we're chasing. We're we're trying to hold them off and we play them. So. Right. I, I mean, I I completely disagree with you for what it's worth. I mean, I that it. that game means everything. Inter Miami needs to lose. I. Why Why would it? Why beat them down? Just just just, just, just have them yeah. lose. Like, yeah. you know, it's like if um, we're talking we're discussing what do you want to see. Them. Yeah, okay. You okay. want to see them lose. All right, fair enough. Because Cincinnati's right. already won. You're correct. Let's just, let's just, let's just I'm going to say something done. that you rarely hear in America these days, which is, I was wrong. <laughs> You're correct. And then here's, here's the issue. The, the next game on the, on the docket at 7.30 is uh, New York Red Bulls. And they are hosting. The, our friends in Toronto. <laughs> that game has a chance to just be... <laughs> You know, five nothing Red Bulls. Right, which, Toronto which, is clearly just giving up on the season, which isn't ideal. You know, Red Bulls can get up to forty points in that situation, and even if Charlotte FC gets a draw at Chicago, mm-hmm. still now three points back. Yeah, you know, so that that to me is is one of the biggest matches on match day, and I think you can, it's it's hard to look at that objectively and say that Toronto has a chance to get a result right. at New York Red Bulls. They it's just not right. going to happen. So we got to sort of just put the Red Bulls on 40 points there heading into decision yeah. day. Totally. Uh, and, you know, let's 
if we give ourselves one, if we just were to give ourselves, let's say, one win against Miami and put ourselves in thirty nine with two to play, uh, it, again, it comes down to this. It, like, do we have? We can afford a slip up against Miami. We can afford one draw against uh, in the two games against Miami if we beat Chicago. Yeah. If we don't beat Chicago, that almost kind of screws us, regardless of what we do against Miami. So that's why this Saturday is so important. Final question. Carol Swiderski is called up for Poland. He uh, and that's not a surprise for what it's worth. Carol right. uh, Swiderski is a mainstay in in Poland's has, national yeah. team, uh, right. and he will be continue to be called it's up. It's more of a surprise if he's not called up. At this that's point. right, yeah. exactly. And the question is, will he be back for Charlotte FC's game at Miami on October 18th? It's that Wednesday night game, the, the only game in MLS that night. Mm-hmm. It's the makeup game. Because these two squads were supposed to play uh, too too close, they went too far in the league's cup. Yeah, both these the squads league's cup, did. the league's cup scheduling makeup exactly situation. So mm-hmm. um, I'm fairly certain on the 18th that's the only MLS game, um, which will be fun to have uh, kind of like a solo window. Who doesn't love a little stand? Then maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm wrong about the 18th. Um, we I'll, can we I'll, can double check that in a second. What I was checking in order to answer your it's question. the only game. It's the only game in soccer that day. Because in, it, in like in club incredible. soccer, yeah, because everyone's still coming back, yeah, yes, from their breaks, yeah. absolutely insane. So, so uh, Swarderski's final game for Poland of this window is on the fifteenth, which is a Sunday. Yep. Uh, Poland will be playing Moldova. Yep. At two forty-five p.m. And Eastern that's after, time, after a trip to the Faroe Islands a few a few days uh, earlier, you know, Kyle Big he's, a, he's a world traveler here for Charlotte FC, and, and and it's going to be a lot of travel time to get back. And also worth checking. I, I don't know the status as of this recording, but Lewandowski got hurt. He's not in the squad for Barcelona. He's not called up. No. Okay, so this is a chance for Carroll to maybe start as that striker that he's want like, and against two weak opponents, he's got he's 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 got to have. Be licking his chops. I hope he's not like more focused on that than he is on the Chicago match. To be perfectly honest, well, I mean, like, that, and I think that's the the catch twenty two of having a international player. Right. And I think there's there's probably you know Charlotte FC is in its inaugural season and now in its, its second season. Ha- doesn't have a lot of experience with international players who represent their country at the highest level and play an important position. You know, to have someone like Carol Swiderski on your squad go play starting striker for Poland during mm-hmm. European Championship qualifying. Right. I got to be honest In, with it, you. That's really important for Kyle Swiderski. And those are those are must-win games because they're yeah. sitting at fourth out of five teams in their group yeah. more than halfway through Kyle's going to play a lot. Yeah. Kyle's going to play a lot in those games. Mm-hmm. And he's going to finish up on Sunday evening and right. hop on a flight Monday right. and be back to Charlotte to Monday Miami on and, Tuesday, but he'll probably come to Charlotte and then go to Miami. I just I'd go to straight. I'd go straight to Miami. I just don't think he's going to play. I, I I would I would almost preemptively expect him to be out for that Wednesday, the 18th match against Miami. There's a this is my plea to any uh, journalists who are on Christian Latanzio's pre-match press conference today. Ask the question. Right. Do you expect Carlos Durski to be available for the Wednesday for the match on 10:18 versus Miami? And if he doesn't have a plan in place, if he can't answer that question, then he then, <laughs> then, I mean, then a, what? Then, then then what can we say other yeah. than what that's worse than what we've already yeah, said many yeah, times on exactly. the show? Yeah, totally. So uh, it's been a great episode. Thanks for answering these questions, Danny. I think you've done a nice job.
I'm, I feel like I'm in the Budweiser hot seat. I, pre- I appreciate it very much. Oh, is that like an, the Budweiser hot seat? Is that an old uh, TV show reference? What was the hot seat? What, you know what I'm talking about? That's like uh, 2004, 2005 era ESPN. Mm-hmm. They would have the Budweiser hot seat segment on Yeah, yeah, I, yes. Okay, good. And they, I, would, they would grill like just a random interview of the day type of thing. Yeah, and I, I, I remember that segment vividly. Yeah. The Budweiser hot seat. Now, that's good yeah. brand partnership right there. Yeah. Budweiser hot, hot seat. We're going to have to put... Uh, Level up Luke on the Budweiser hot seat. <laughs> oh, he, he, we've got questions. He's got answers. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at For the Crown Baby. Follow us on Instagram, Charlotte Soccer City. And we shouldn't wrap up the episode without mentioning the fact that the Independents got absolutely drubbed mm. on Wednesday night. It was a four-one loss on the road. It doesn't matter really for their playoff hopes. Uh, they've clinched, but I, I think it does matter for potential hosting. Yeah, for, they need to win. Their, yeah, they need a win to host now, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. you know, really, really tough to, to go on the road like that and get F- absolutely worked. Final, the final home game, uh, American Legion Memorial Stadium, October fourteenth, the MLS off week. No excuse not to be there. And also wanted to mention the fact that uh, Crown Legacy, who was honored uh, on the pitch Saturday night, it was good to see that. Loved it. A lot of those players, you know, might be on the pitch next year uh, for for Charlotte FC, actually wearing uh, the the Charlotte FC kits and and playing for uh, the first team. They've got a match three o'clock on Sunday against Columbus Crew too. Big match. Check out our Instagram for ticket giveaway. Yes, apparently we've got four tickets to give away. We've got we're giving them away. We're giving All, away four. Tickets. We're making it simple. All you got to do. Just follow us on Instagram. Yep. Yep. It's that simple. (laughs) Just follow us on Instagram, uh, and uh, we will be doing a drawing Friday. Let's say say we'll do it Saturday morning before the Charlotte FC match kicks off. We'll let you know. Yep. You got tickets on Sunday morning. for. uh, So 3 o'clock, MLS Next Pro Playoffs, Columbus Crew visiting Crown Legacy at Matthews Sportsplex. And I I think what what I've been – Told what I've come to understand is that uh, I think the the Blue Fury is showing up, the drumline's showing up, and it's going to be uh, quite the party. Here's what I'm going to say. Next week, we will have uh, Charlotte FC won't be playing. We're not going to be short for content. Uh, Sunday, you, there's going to be two matches yes. at the Sportsplex on Sunday. The one on the pitch and the one in the stands. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Hopefully we all come out winners. Yeah, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Make sure you get out uh, to the to the Plex on on Sunday to support the squad. Uh, hopefully, you know Charlotte FC gets a win on Saturday night, and then you can go celebrate on on Sunday at the Plex. That would be ideal. Absolutely, insane. Th- that yeah. would be the ideal situation. Playoff soccer is here this weekend in Charlotte, and it's going to continue. Uh, we're hoping the Independents get to host. We have not ruled out on the chance for Charlotte FC to host, but it starts this weekend. Playoff soccer is here. It's that time of the year. It's fall in the QC. The temperatures are dropping. It's feeling pretty good. Uh, we're going to go fill up our, our coffee mugs and, and get the heck out of here. It's been a pleasure to be here at Madison Perk Coffee Bar. Make sure you check it out. A really cool spot to come hang out in the morning, get some work done. Till next time. For the crown, baby.